Hi, I am Dr. Lena Jackson Lynch, host of Just Talking with Dr. Lena podcast. This is a weekly 15-minute podcast that highlights couples' successes and challenges within the family. Each episode gives insight to everyday issues that brings clarity to relationship problems. Today, we will continue exploring family communication and explore how feelings and emotions may be affected during communication. I hope you enjoyed last week's conversation starter with Dale and Susie. Their conversation was simple and walked you through a typical conversation. My goal is to help you begin the conversation, and my hope is that you will continue conversations in your family. One of the biggest problems in couples today is they do not talk with each other. Some feel if we don't talk about things going on in our life and family, those things will just go away. As you connect with your partner, spouse, significant other, it becomes easier to talk and have more conversation. Connections are so important. Taking time to get to know the other person better helps with future conversation. Knowing personal interests, concerns, things that matter to your spouse, significant other, or partner makes talking easier. Every conversation will not end up peacefully as Dale's and Susie's, and we will get to the more difficult conversations later, and you will have skills to manage difficult conversations. For now, understand that you can have great conversations with your spouse, significant other, or partner. If you look closely at the techniques and skills we have discussed, they can also help in an office setting with friends, with kids, and others. I wanted to take a few minutes to introduce feelings in our conversations, which also involve emotions. Some people think these two words have the same meaning. They do not. Basic emotions are being happy, sad, angry, and there are others. Feelings are being calm, hurt, annoyed, and others. According to Psychology Today, emotions start out as sensations within us, while feelings come from our emotions but are through our mental thoughts. As we think during our conversations, emotions such as happiness, sadness, and anger occur. And actions can take place during that time, which means we feel calm, we feel hurt, we feel annoyed, and others. For instance, a conversation may include one person who received a raise at work, and the couple is discussing how to use the extra money. The news of the raise brings a happy emotion as they think about it, and both people feel excited. So the thinking part is about the raise. The emotion is happiness, and the feeling is excitement. 
This is an example of how what we think can affect our emotions and feelings. At some point in your life, you may have been asked, how do you feel? This question is not asking what emotions are you having. It is asking you to really think about what you're feeling at that moment. For instance, the doctor may ask, how are you feeling today? You may answer by saying, I have pain in my knee. Pain is a feeling. You can feel pain. The doctor will need more information to prescribe medicine or give a referral. She may ask, what kind of pain do you have? Is it a sharp pain, dull pain? Does it come and go? Do you have the pain daily? Do you have the pain in the morning or at night? And other questions will be asked to make a diagnosis. If you listen closely to the doctor, you will hear a lot of open-ended questions because your doctor is trying to get to know more about the pain. In a way, your doctor is connecting with you to give you the best service and advice. Your doctor needs clear answers, not just a yes or no. When your spouse, significant other, partner, or friend asks you how you feel, you might say something like, I'm so excited about our upcoming vacation. Excited is a feeling. Or you might say, my stomach hurts. Hurt is a feeling. Or you might say, I am sad because I just heard a family member passed away. Sad is a feeling. I hope now you have a better understanding of the difference between emotions and feelings. This week's topic, feelings and emotions, fall under professionals in the mental health field, such as family therapists, licensed professional counselors, or others. This topic gives an opportunity to encourage anyone listening to this podcast to seek out professionals as you realize your issue requires the help of a professional. Your communication issue may be related to trauma. Reach out to professionals, especially when your conversation gets out of control. When there is much yelling and especially abuse, clearly there is a bigger issue. There may be something going on deeper within you or your spouse, significant other, or partner that a professional would be able to help you or both of you with. As your conversations take place, and you recognize you have some strong negative feelings toward the listener, look into that. At first, these feelings may be small, then grow into feelings you or the other person are not able to control. Find a professional. Okay, let's get started. Let's say you have known your spouse, significant other, or partner for a while, and you have been talking regularly. If you have not known this person for a long time, begin connection conversation. Learn about the individual. Keep talking, listening, spend time together, connect, 
When speaking with your spouse, significant other, or partner, remember their feelings. In fact, you may know them better than they know themselves. Is the topic you have asked to have with your spouse, significant other, or partner something you know will hurt their feelings or will bring out some emotions? Is this conversation one that you can't wait to have with them? Think about that. Think about the topic of the conversation before you have the conversation. Without thinking this conversation through, the conversation could lead to an unhappy home. No one knows how the entire conversation will go. However, you may use wording or phrases that will not cause harm or hurt. Also, you and your spouse, significant other, partner, may have different opinions on certain topics. To remedy this, take time to connect with each other. Learn about each other. Know the touchy topics. Spend time together. Get to know each other. Think before you speak. You and your spouse, significant other, or partner may come from different backgrounds, parts of the country, cultures, and something that appears the only way to do it is your way. That may not be the case for the other person. Your spouse, significant other, or partner may have a better idea. However, because you are not thinking clearly at that moment, and you cannot understand or see your spouse's or significant other's or your partner's point of view. Yes, your spouse, significant other, or partner may not agree with you, especially when you feel you are right. This could hurt someone's feeling. When this occurs, you may need to be clearer. Give examples. Restate the sentence in a different way. Give additional information. Remember your spouse, significant other, or partner's point of view is just as good as yours, even if they do not agree with you. They have valid points on the topic too. Saying words that say to your spouse or significant other that hurt their feelings is a place to stay away from. When you recognize you have said something that is hurtful, apologize. By now, you have sender and or speaker as well as receiver and or listener skills and can use them well. Two words you may be familiar with are you always and you never. These two words will often get a reply of that's not true. For example, you never fill the gas tank when you drive the car. Now, the other person knows they fill the gas tank. That statement is hurtful. Additionally, the person who knows it's not true will give dates and times to dispute your every word. Can you see any hurt feelings in that? So here's a thought. Keep the conversation on the behavior or what you would like your spouse, significant other, or partner to begin doing or stop doing, not the person or individual. Take these two words, you always and you never, 
out of the conversation. Here is another word to think about before using. The word is should. You know, saying you should do this or you should do that. For example, you should lose weight. Of course, that's hurtful. You may not know what is best for someone else, including your spouse, significant other, or partner. That person can think for themselves, and often their idea for doing something may be just as good or better as yours. They might not need your input. Now, sometimes they may share their thoughts with you without wanting your opinion. To support your spouse, significant other, or partner, you can say, that sounds like a great idea, or if you need my help, let me know. This way, you have not indicated what they should or should not do, and think about how good they feel when they come up with what to do on their own. Now, if you must give your opinion or know the person is about to make a bad decision, try saying, you might consider, or one possibility is, or have you thought of, for example, you could say you might consider the red dress rather than the black dress. Or one possibility is having the party in the early afternoon. These are statements that help keep you and the conversation on a positive note. One last thing that might hurt feelings during conversations is being interrupted when you are speaking. You know you were on a roll in the middle of the conversation and suddenly your spouse, significant other, or partner interrupts you with their point. A few things here. By interrupting, the other person may forget the rest of their point by the time you finish. The person who interrupted felt what they needed to say was much more important than what was being said. Interrupting at inappropriate times can cause hurt and disrespect. By allowing the other person to finish their point, you show you respect their point of view. If your spouse, significant other, or partner continues to disrespect you, you must let them know. Say something like, could you please not interrupt me until I'm finished? Or when you interrupt me, I feel disrespected. You might even say, when you interrupt me, I feel hurt. Or try this, when you interrupt me, I feel angry. Talk about your feelings. Tell the person. Calmly let them know. Lastly, you could not say anything about your feelings and just stay on topic. It always helps to stay on topic. At some point, you will need to talk about your feelings. That's it for today. In this episode, we looked at family communication and explored how feelings and emotions may be affected during communication. In the next episode, we will continue discussing family communication and dive into how conflict may be affecting your communication. In each episode, I hope to help couples and families be strengthened, empowered, and unified within the family unit. If you have a conversation that went wrong and want to share it, send it through email. Your conversation may be selected in an upcoming episode or discussion. What kind of relationships would we have without communication? Also, 
please take a moment to share this podcast with a family member or friend. Thank you for listening. Until next time, take care of yourself and your family. This podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for the advice of a physician, professional coach, psychotherapist, or other qualified professionals.